The Commands of the Apostles 41. Christian Leaders Live Exemplary Lives Though we have taken the two letters to the Thessalonians as our starting point for the next series of commands, Paul does not directly address home and family issues to a great extent in those letters. Most of his family-specific commands come later, notably in Ephesians and Colossians, as well as, interestingly, in the letters to the two single men, Timothy and Titus. It is in these latter three pastoral epistles, penned a dozen or more years after the Thessalonian correspondence, that Paul specifically addresses leadership in the church. There he spells out the qualifications and character attributes that men and women must demonstrate before being considered for leadership. These instructions and guidelines from the Timothy and Titus letters can concisely be summarized in seven words. Maturity and Christian leadership begin at home. Years ago, I was stunned as I read an article in a local Christian paper by a church leader in our area. In it, he discussed the occasional conflict between ministry and family. I have never forgotten his chilling conclusion, that family must take a back seat to the all-important and more spiritually significant work of church ministry. Our own pastor shared a similar outlook. Early in our marriage, realizing we were struggling with a great adjustment, Judy and I withdrew from the whirlwind of church activity that had been consuming our time in order to focus on our relationship. We recognized that we simply needed to spend more time together. At that point, our friend and mentor, the pastor who had married us, turned hostile. We had sinned the unforgivable sin. We had elevated our marriage above church. We began to receive pastoral calls of concern. The word backsliding was raised. Concern turned to criticism, some of it angry. These sadly misplaced priorities are not uncommon in today's ministry-intoxicated church. Unfortunately, this priority structure is exactly the reverse of what Paul taught. As I look back now, 40 years later, my heart breaks for these two men, both dear friends. I grieve because the results of getting God's intended order backwards is predictable. The wives of both men eventually left them. One remarried. Violating the qualifications outlined by Paul, both men continued in leadership. This disconnect between family life and church leadership continues. We are still getting the cart before the horse. Our churches are full to overflowing with so-called leaders who would fail the test of Paul's leadership qualification with marks of 50% or less. Our responsibility, however, is not to point fingers, but to heed Paul's words ourselves. If we would aspire to leadership of any kind, in the church or outside it, being able to do so effectively begins with personal character and integrity, and with the relationships we have established in our families. That's where we learn to communicate, negotiate, 
lay down self, put others first, walk in humility, and exercise patience. If we do not demonstrate such traits of character at home, we will do so nowhere else. No marriage is perfect, but do we have functional working relationships? Exemplary does not mean perfect, but capable of being exampled. Is my example one that others could follow? Then I may have a right to teach and speak about the things of God. If not, I need to set my own house in order before I try to instruct others about theirs. A bishop must be above reproach, married only once, temperate, sensible, dignified, hospitable, gentle, not quarrelsome, and no lover of money. 1 Timothy 3, verses 2 and 3. Deacons, likewise, must be serious, not double-tongued, not greedy for gain. The women, likewise, must be serious, no slanderers but temperate, faithful in all things. Let deacons be married only once. 1 Timothy 3, verses 8 and 9, and 11 and 12. Appoint elders who are blameless married only once, whose children are believers. For a bishop, as God's steward, must be blameless. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of goodness, master of himself, upright, holy, and self-controlled. He must hold firm to the sure word, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine. Show yourself in all respects a model of good deeds, integrity, gravity, and sound speech. Titus chapter 1 verses 5 through 9, chapter 2 verses 7 and 8. From the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball more information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com. Visit Amazon to purchase the commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.